Here at Intoxia Reviews, we intellectually dissect the art of cinema, scene by scene. Here's some clips. Oh, he is. It's just a fucking big wooden doll full of cum chasing kids around. <laughs> you look up guys who poop in a bag. I think that's where you'll find them. Because he is hurt. It's probably just in your search history anyway, isn't it? A movie which, by the way, reviewed by my mother, the review was, Thank God you were on early because we couldn't watch any more of that thing. <laughs> A wide berth. <laughs> well, this is a good scene. The uh, we're watching the infamous dildo scene. You got trolled. You were in. I shut you the were in. No, I didn't say shit. You got trolled. They didn't even give him a script when he got the job. They gave him a bottle of Stoli and said, <laughs> "Learn this." Did you stumble on the joke? Talk about this movie for fart's sake. This is a we we can we can swear this movie fucking blows. So don't forget to subscribe to Intoxicated Reviews on all places you find podcasts. Except Spotify. We're working on it. Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. internet and welcome back to the intoxicated podcast if you are a brand new listener i'm your host sarah and this is a podcast where i have my friends and various guests on and we talk about life I just had to introduce myself there because I realized that I always forget to do that almost in every single intro. Um, I just assume you know who I am, and that is very narcissistic of me. Speaking of narcissism, um, this week's episode is very, very interesting. So we have returning guest Mark back on the show. Mark is back. So it was a more sober episode. I did have one or two drinks during this, but he does not drink. This is Mark's fourth episode, and this one is actually a really good one, sort of like a follow-up to our episode that we did all about burnout. Now, in case you don't know, I am 31, and I am, in fact, a millennial. Um, in this episode, we are going to be talking all about millennial life, and in particular, being a millennial and being in our 30s. So how do we manage our lives when we are constantly connected and influenced by social media and balancing all these other things that make our lives sustainable, whether that be side hustles, friendships, full-time jobs, hobbies? I think it's safe to say at this age, we are busier than ever before. So how the hell do we deal with that? I mean, scheduling is my number one challenge. It's really hard to schedule. Everyone is so busy. A big chunk of this episode is all about social media. Mark is somebody who is able to disconnect and chooses to do so a lot of the time. He will go off social media for a prolonged period of time and only be available on certain platforms. I respect that so hard. So we do talk about how we portray ourselves on social media, why do we value it, why do we feel we need the validation, and how do we deal with the jealousy factor of social media? And how do we do all this and think critically about social media without letting it take over our energy? And speaking of energy, at this stage in life, we do really have to choose where we put that energy. Some might choose to work longer hours for more money. Some might have a lot of hobbies and side hustles. Others might have more of a social life. 
can we have it all? I mean, maybe, but probably not unless you want to be real exhausted. So this episode is all about how we deal with that constant push and pull. And in particular, how Mark has figured out how to manage that in a very social media heavy world. As with all Mark episodes, I really enjoyed this one. I thought it was really great, really good conversation. Listen, sometimes it's nice to talk about something other than sex, even though don't get me wrong, I do love talking about sex and 100%. I think we probably touched on it a little bit in this episode. Couldn't go a whole episode without mentioning it, but it is what it is. But as always, I loved this episode and I hope you guys do too. One thing I should add is that I'm recording this intro on a new microphone. I recently uh, dropped a lot of money dollars on three brand new mics. Um, so I am upgrading my equipment and my setup on Intoxicated. So if you find that this is particularly better than my other intros, please let me know so that I feel better about dropping all that money. Um, <laughs> the actual episode with Mark was on the old mics, but I'm using my new mic right now and it feels really good. Still working out some kinks with the XLR mics as they are quite different from what I'm used to, but hopefully it will be an easy transition and hopefully you guys will see an increase in the quality of the audio. I do care about shit like that. Um, It is an investment, but this is where I'm choosing to put my money. Rather than going on vacation, I'm putting it into the podcast. And speaking of money, um, if you did want to show us some financial support as well as emotional support, you can check out our Patreon page that is patreon.com backslash intoxicated. You can get shout outs on the show, early access to episodes, bonus content. It's sometimes weekly, sometimes bi-weekly. It really depends. And if we get enough Patreons, um, we could start doing a little Patreon hangout, but we need more Patreons for that because I can't just be on Facebook Live with just like one other person. I just can't. I mean, I love you guys, but we need more people. So if you do like the show, do consider becoming a Patreon. You can donate anywhere from $1 to 20 and we would love to have you and hear from you especially in regards to any feedback about the show because we are always trying to get better more housekeeping things a reminder to cast your vote for intoxicated podcast for best podcast and the best of halifax reader's choice awards we are going for bronze people i've never wanted third place so bad so do remember to vote i've been working really really hard behind the scenes on a 12-hour live stream that i will be doing on september 8th so that is the date you want to keep in mind for the live stream. It's more than likely going to be on YouTube or Twitch, one of those two platforms. Still working that out, but September 8th is when it's happening and it will be from 12 p.m. to midnight. That would be Atlantic Standard Time. So I will start promoing that very soon, but you heard it here first. Um, That's when the 12-hour live stream is happening. I plan on getting a bunch of returning guests, probably some new guests, some Halifax startups. I'm just going to jam pack it full of really, really cool stuff. Um, Not everything done in the stream will end up being an audio episode. It'll be more fun live stream stuff, but I'm sure I will also get a couple episodes out of it as well. Of course, make sure you're subscribed to Intoxicated Podcast on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcasting app you use. If you're so inclined, leave us a rating or review on iTunes. Those things do matter, apparently. And really good news, uh, Intoxicated Podcast is now on Spotify. So you can get all your music and your Intoxicated in one spot 
lot on Spotify. Very excited about that. And of course, I have to plug social media on the episode about social media. So give us a like and a follow on social media. That is Facebook and Instagram at Intoxicated Podcast on Twitter at in underscore toxicated. You can also send us an email at intoxicatedpodcast at gmail.com with any questions or feedback. We would love to hear from you. That's all from me. So let's get to this episode with Mark. Welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast, everybody. We are back today on a very hot Saturday afternoon with fourth time returning guest, hey, Mark. Buds. This is your fourth episode. It is. So we're not going to go over Friendship Origin because you can go back and listen to episode nine, the very first one that we did together, exactly. and hear that. I would actually like to remaster that track and, and uh, like re-release it because it's a good one. It's one of it's one of the better intoxicators, I think. Also, that, if you can find somebody on Fiverr to do it, you can get some great evergreen content that you can release when you need a week off. Oh, but Fiverr, you need to have money for that. Yes, but you build that into the budget just like you do the mic sometimes. Here we go. Self-care. So we are getting into it today. And talking, money. We're going to talk more about money and millennial life and social media. And how we're and all kind of lying. How, we all, how we're trying to manage this crazy life, essentially, yeah. that we lead as people. So what is the, um, well, first of all, oh, we are, we're drinking Perrier. Um, Wait, are you not drinking alcohol? So I'm drinking Cold Stream Clear Vodka Limes, because oh, okay. they're amazing. You're drinking adult Perrier. Yeah. Yes. Mine has vodka in it, but yeah. they're both very similar things, but this is delightful. And we're going for a summertime Salute. cheers. Um, listen, guys, not every episode... Is totally drunk. Hey, so I, I, need I need a to, break. I need a break sometime, and that's why we're talking about this today. I also need to plug mine. I'm smoking Rockstar, um, which was, oh. got, was from uh, Coastal Canopy Delivery Service here in Halifax. <laughs> Shout out to those folks for always being able to deliver quickly. Coastal brings it to my motherfucking door. Yeah, that's amazing for a really good price. And also, I will tip if the dealer will leave. I would have been doing that the Wait, whole time. What do you time. mean? Do you remember? Okay, I don't know how much pot you bought when it was like kind of still look really illegal um there is like a thing where people will come like dealers used to sometimes come to you and then they would end up hanging out Mm. and then you would smoke with them and there's a brilliant comedy bit that i failed to remember who it's by but it was like would you like enjoy if the pizza delivery guy came in for a slice and shared the yeah no no, you wouldn't so like don't don't be doing that yeah i get that so i will gladly give you five dollars to go away uh, but it's like um, when you take a cab and the cab driver won't shut up. Oh like, my god! Sometimes I just want to get in a car, put my headphones on, no, and we're like, gonna get let into you... a Halifax thing. Oh, we're gonna get into a Halifax thing now. Um, fuck cabs, fuck cabs, yeah. fuck cabs. I paid yeah twelve. I made I paid almost thirteen dollars. So let's call it thirteen because other you don't want to hear me say twelve eighty seven like five fucking times. Um, it was thirteen dollars, and one of that is a dollar surcharge. Because debit. Because debit. And they don't want you to pay debit, so they won't incorporate that. And they will frequently make the machine broke. And Yes! Yep. They drive... Oh, they do that more to women. I'm, I swear to God they do it more to women because no one's going to fuck with me. Yes, they do! Um, so I'm driving... Predatory goddamn business practice. Do you fuck Christ? Um, so I'm, dri- <laughs> I'm driving across the city with this guy, and he rolls my window down. And it's Was like, this today? Yeah. Okay. And it's like, he's got all the windows rolled down. I'm like, dude, it's 20... Like 27 degrees, and you don't have the AC on. I have never gotten into an Uber where it hasn't they been freezing cold. If I, they haven't straight up told me, let me know if you need this. Da da da. There's customer service in that because it's a hard market, and <sighs> I'm 
just son of a bitch. Yeah, the yeah. city needs ride sharing. So I live a carless existence for a goddamn reason. Um, I do car share. Car share is like in Halifax, car share Atlantic. And I'm, I'm just going to plug them because I love them. I get mad at them all the time. I, I want to do it. Fucks me and makes me pay $40 because they're time that anyway. Yeah. Um, they are an amazing service. Um, I, make I sure you use the app correctly. Up. They're an amazing service. They are two. They're like 225 or 235 or two something an hour. And they're 23, 25 cents a kilometer. So like if, if I'm just going to Costco and it's sitting in a lot, I pay less. If I like need to go something like if we got in a huge fight and I need to leave, I can just go to the car and leave if I had brought one, but it was a busy weekend. Um, it's, oh my God, it's so worth it. Yeah. There's a $500 deposit, which I feel like is a bit of economic gatekeeping, which I understand economic gatekeeping because in this instance, it's them covering insurance and it's not one they're putting up fakely. It's one that they, I think they, they have to, um, to cover costs. Um, but, Fair. Economic gatekeeping is still a thing and it sucks ass. And I think economic gatekeeping can be anyone from bad business practice of, you know, women and like, oh, sorry, the debt machines aren't working. Um, oh my not that I can God. actually, Nothing. not that I can actually say that's, I, I haven't done a study on that. I don't have a sample no, size. No, no, no. I, I get that a hundred percent. And you know, what pisses me off even more is when you, so I, I've gotten it. I take a lot of cabs too. Um, and I will sometimes not say anything, and then I'll get to my destination. I'm like, oh, the debit's actually broken. And I will make a point to be now to get in and say, do is your debit working? Not do you take debit? Yeah. Is your debit machine working today? And some of them will get sassy at me and be like, yeah, we all take debit because you don't take debit. Is debit all? And I'm just like, yeah, well. It happens a lot that I get to my destination and then it's fucking broken. See, this is how I know that it happens more to you because that's a learned behavior. I don't even say it. I just pull the card out at the end of it and tap it on my hand a couple times, like politely, and go, yeah, it's going to be credit or debit. And like immediately the machine. There's only been one guy who like fucked with me in the last couple of months. But the thing is, I hear about this so much more from women. And sometimes a lot of it, like, if you're like, that'll be on debit, they'll just go. (sighs) Like I'm punishing you. Um, like, this is a standard business practice, you son of a bitch. And I get hiding money from the government. Like, I grew up in a family business, and I'm not, and I'm self-employed now. And it's not hiding money from the government always. Like, there's certain reasons you do this, because maybe getting cash is more convenient to you, and, mm-hmm. um, it means that you can buy groceries tonight instead of waiting a month for your money. Like, you only get paid once a month. That's a hardship, because the access to the money is limited, and I'm maybe creating an economic barrier for that person that I don't realize my convenience is doing. But at the same time, at certain points, you you just have to accept the the business practice that your customer wants, or you need to spin it in a way that is understandable. Like, um, tell me why I should care about cabs. Tell me why. Give a shit about my money. Act like you give a shit about my money. Put a sticker up that says why you need that money. I will pay cash at Wilson's gas station because there's a benefit to me. They made it a benefit. They also trained me into the concept and the education that right. that there is a reason that that works for them. Um, and hmm. Also, take away the fucking surcharge debit fee because you'll get a bigger tip. Actually, yeah. I, I have you know, to believe like- the statistics of that. I When I see that, I actually reduce their tip in my head same and and if it's a like and i feel like such a piece of shit 
But it's like, you're going to get this money either way. Um, yeah. So why, but like you also have just limited the tip. Cause if I, if you've got me super here fast and I'm in a great mood, maybe I was going to tip you like, I used to tip big. I've had some great cabbies yeah, that me too. have looked after me and I love and, and I think there's good dr- people in every industry and there's bad people in every industry. But you're in Halifax, we're legally limiting the yeah. options. Oh, we're why don't legally, we have Uber here? Because we're legally limiting it. Because why the taxi the commission is the devil. Um, and city hall is, Annoying, and I have a great many opinions on local politics that I will not get into in this episode because it will limit your viewers. Engagement. Vote for us for the best of coast, uh, coast best of Halifax. Oh, no, no. Um, but, but. we're not getting into that on your show because it'll tank you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, coast isn't listening. <laughs> That's fair. Well, they might be. You have a little listenership. You have a listenership enough that you got nominated for something. How crazy is that? I know. Like, go you. I... You were episode nine. You were in the first ten episodes. I was. And here we are. I love that you're... This like... is episode 73, oh I think. Your episode will be 73. Shit. Um, so, social media. Yeah, social media and money and millennials. Um, so, well, I have a question. Well, let's start it off with social media. Because... I don't have. You are somebody who... And I like how you do this, because... You'll stay on Messenger, which, thank you, by the way, because yeah. that's how I communicate with most people, is yeah. Facebook Messenger. The, that's the thing they have us on. Yeah. Um, but you will take breaks very often, and your breaks are, are long ones. Like, you'll go a long time yeah. without a Facebook account. Yeah. Um, but you will, you will actually post and be like, hey, guys, I'm going off this thing. Yeah. Uh, if you need me text me or, or whatever yeah so okay why why do i tell people or why do i leave both i tell people because it's just a common fucking courtesy mm-hmm. um like if you were if your cell phone's off like people expect a certain level of engagement in the world and a certain level of access and sometimes you don't want to give them that and so you, i just it's just a courtesy it's it's a i think it's just 2018 politeness yeah um or at least that's my concept of the con- of the idea because um, you don't want someone going to search you on Facebook and be yeah. like, do they delete that, me? That still happens. And the only people that really notice that and are informed by it are the people that care. Um, and, and maybe sometimes you're going offline because something pissed you off and you want to talk about it. It's kind of a, it could be for sometimes like maybe a vague book, but it's not often. Um, but Love I just, oh uh, yeah, I just, I don't, some, something pissed me off or there's a trend that people are talking about or, um, I've got, things I need to focus on, or um, maybe I've taken on social media for a project, um, and I don't... But I also... Like, I did social media marketing for a while. It was the start of my career. And I understand how it works. Yes. And so I know what it's doing to me. Uh-huh. And I think that's unhealthy uh-huh. sometimes. Okay. Um, Like, one of Facebook's uh, higher-level high people within the last year, made a comment about how it, it isn't uh, healthy. And, like, you look at um, the fixed election in the States, like, and the data leaks, and, like, Cambridge Atlantica, and buzzword. But you look at all this shit that's going on, and you realize that it is affecting you, and, like, we are not tremendously evolved creatures. Like, we are the highest evolved creature on the planet, but we have, I believe, evolved society and ideas way more than we've evolved social standards and acceptance. And if you get fed a constant stream of 
of stimulus, you start to respond to it. And for me, it's about living a smaller life, taking in less media and being more focused on a specific thing. So like I was working on a startup, I would focus down on the information that I need to know for that. Um, Or if I have a new hobby, like I'll do that or like, or I'll read or I'll like watch a TV series or like, it's dev- it's changing my like I I wanted to pay pay, pay less attention to Netflix, so I unhooked the surround sound in my living room and I moved it into the closet and put it into storage. Oh if I make God. if I make the signal or if I make the signal less noisy, then I can focus on more or lesser signals with a greater intensity. So. Hmm. I get that though. Yeah. Like if, if you want to listen, like you, there's a difference between playing music and listening, listening to, to an it. album. Yeah. I will fucking for listening to an album, I will dim the lights, smoke a joint of indica and fucking put on the doors or and I, lay I down and, zo- and just take it in. Yes. Or I'll listen to like Snoop Dogg or like, I'll listen to, you know, something. Um, that I, I want to listen to, to experience it. Yeah. And I think with so much coming in, we don't experience a lot, um, other than what's coming in. And sometimes those are really unhealthy things. Um, yeah. like you're, you're experiencing the anger of every parent in the city because of a change in policy. And so you're bombarded with this thing that isn't your anger. But it's just flooding your your it's feed and your you. and, and so your eyes. You, like you're you're just constantly seeing that. We look, we're junkies to we're we're junkies to grief. We're junkies to joy. We're junkies to activity and performance. And when you can see all of your friends out eating dinner and all of your friends mad and all of your friends, um, like you can't look at the states and tell me that there's not an issue there with with the buy in of social media and the not buying in of so. Sometimes you're too rigid. Sometimes you're not exposed enough. That happens too, and that's when you open it back up. You have a larger life. You let people back in. Like sometimes a smaller life is unhealthy. Like if I go weeks without seeing people because I'm working or I'm recovering from a great many hours of work or or a stressful work, um. You're not seeing those photos. You're not seeing that, that post unless I'm making a joke out of it. So we, we downplay the negative when we, of, of everything. We downplay the negative of the, the good things and the bad things unless it's truly a tragedy and, or we just want everything. Um, but that, that's yeah. grief junkie. Um, or we upplay the positives like, oh, look at me at this, um, DJ beach party in Vegas at a pool. Um, or um, look at me the next morning at like hours later when I you I would probably be hungover, but I'm not hungover because it's a, a couple hours later and I'm drinking mimosas with my friends and I look great. Or and I'm not just trying to rag on white chicks um, because that was very obviously probably someone's <laughs> assumption there because uh, I'm talking about brunch. Brunch is for everyone, people. Brunch is for everyone. We need to do brunch soon. I love brunch, but brunch is uh, three hours of commitment on a weekend, so you get this um, because I have to work later. <laughs> Yes, I actually have to work tonight. This um, whole thing, well, yes, yes. And again, that's, I'm, I'm, like, we'll talk about brunch, but we won't talk about the hours I'm going to go do and update a website tonight for someone, um, as a commitment for a degree or a commit, like. Right. So it's, it's, we, we are just, we're not, and because we're not talking as much, like, one of the best relationships I've ever had, and I, I use relationship interchangeably for friendships and dating. Yes. 
um, one of the best relationships I've ever had was over the phone. It mm-hmm. started on the phone and it got really good on the phone. And now I'm experiencing it with other friends who like will call and I'm like, yeah, this actually is <gasps> it a is. thing that I, I do enjoy the experience of. Yes. But again, to do that, you're putting a phone to your head that also vibrates anytime someone else needs you or when you need another hit of your dopamine drug. I like it though because you're not seeing anything. Yes, but and that's great. But I'm saying like the problem with even with with a phone call now is it's through the device that the social media gets you, and it vibrates or it pings and it's in your ear. And so if you if you have too many signals to a device, even right, then like you're gonna be slightly pulled out of it. Like how many times have you been in a phone call um with someone and you you put it on speaker and you check something? Oh God, yeah. Okay, you just like. And I get, yeah. I, I'm a person that will use social media when I need to at a table, uh, but for some reason on the phone call, like, it's, it's so... It's, it takes it's, you out of it so much. They can't tell you're not listening, you asshole. Um, you can tell that at a coffee table, which is another reason why in-person stuff, and now, I think we talked about this earlier, we're so 30. We are we're so, so 30, 30! That we have to <laughs> schedule friendship. Like, we had to <laughs> schedule this... And I have, I now, like the other day, uh, established a standing coffee with a friend. <laughs> a repeat Google calendar it's event. A re- it's a repeat Google calendar event for the fourth Saturday of ever, or the fourth week of every month. What? Okay, question. What are the chances that that's not going to stick? Like, there's, there's got to be a way that no, see, you guys this are going to reschedule thing. it. If you, if, because this guy and I did this for a while. Every Saturday for like a year, we would go get sushi at the same sushi place. Oh, okay. And so. So you're in kind of that. I know anyway. that I can schedule it with this person. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, you don't, sometimes these don't run forever, but if you, if you are consistent the first time you go to do something, you will doggedly do it because it's a yeah. habit. Like, <laughs> This guy and you get I, the habit of it. we we purposely moved this from the third Saturday to the fourth Saturday because it was the first one we were ever going to do. And he's like, I can't do that one. So I was like, okay, then we we have to make it the fourth. And he's like, that's fine. Um, people are trainable. Do, people do, are trainable. Um, is the coffee date um, personal or business? It's friendship. It it's friendship. May, it may, it's it may, friendship with me may cover business, even if you are not a business person. Um, again, always you, weird when that overlaps, right? You talk, you know, sometimes it's just my favorite thing in the world. Uh, like fucking, it's I love business. I have a clear and obvious fucking problem. Um, and again, we're gonna probably get into like the time that you invest in things. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, which just to throw this out here, people, you've probably noticed an improvement in her quality since the first show, and that's a compliment because she's gotten more skillful at doing things in the amount of time that she dedicates to this. She has dedicated space. Dedicated space is important to any side project you want to do, and there's sacrifices that you make in your life to have that side project. So, god damn it, appreciate the fact that they're putting an effort and that everyone is working hard to set up their own little thing in their own little world and working very hard on it. God damn it. Thank you so much, Mark. I wrote blogs. I, I yeah, I get it's, it. I'm recording like four episodes this weekend so that I can so that it's done. Um I'm make I'm making an effort to be in a good mental space for all four of these. Yep. Uh and then I can focus on my life, my 12-hour live stream that I have to plan. Yep. So, like, it's so crazy when you really commit yourself to something and you say, I'm going to do this and I'm sticking fucking to it. I've yep. never, I've never stuck into anything in my life. Ever. This is the first thing that I've stuck out and saw through. Yeah. Um, 
And it's you're right though. Once you really start doing it, it becomes nor it becomes normal. Yeah. It becomes like, a needed thing. Like I know Monday night is my editing night. Yeah. If something happens on Monday, or if I hear about something going on Monday night on Saturday, I gotta edit on Sunday. Or I gotta edit on Tuesday. Or you don't go. Or that's you don't the thing go. That happens. And that's the other thing too. Like I have a savings account that I could Say, I'm going to go to Cuba for a week. Yeah. Or I could say, I'm going to put it into this yeah. and invest some money into this. And I'm choosing this. But I can't have both. And you yeah. got you to gotta figure that out. And you feel guilty about it. That both the, like, and we talked about this. This is going to be, some people are probably going to hate me this episode. Um, Keeping up with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. Pull, it pulls away from your projects. Um, and it pulls you towards something that maybe isn't what you really want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you're not focused on what you want to do. But also as a, if you're the Jones to some, like everyone is the Jones to someone else. Yes. So like, that's a great point. I may be jealous and sometimes I am very jealous of people that can work on their side projects because I miss side projects. Yeah. And I believe that they're truly, truly beneficial and they can take you very far in life. Um, they can become your main project. They can actually. become your main project. My main project is a job, and then my side project is a degree. And there are things that I wish I still had that I will have later. Um, but then, like, there's things I have, and this gets into millennials yes. and money, uh-huh. that you feel really weird about. So, like, jealousy goes to many subjects, but the one that everyone deals with, like, not everyone is interested in side projects, in, in podcasts, so, like... But the, the one, I think, universal jealousy, except for, like, really relaxed people and really rich people, is money. And money! Money, 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 money! Yeah. We've talked about this before. I don't know if we've ever actually recorded it. Let's record it right now. Um, I trade, I burn time for money. Yep. And I'm very, I'm doing quite well at that. And you it's, are. it's weird. You fucker. Yeah. See, yeah, see, but see, you can say it in person, but you can't type it. And so it's true. Yeah, you fucker. Um, but we it, talked about this before the mics yeah, came on. And there's so much. Yeah. There's like, I'm very proud because I work really hard. And every, like, a lot of people know that. And like, not because I'm bragging, but because you can see the sacrifice that I put into it. Yes. Um, but at the same time, um, it's, like, you still get told off all the time about it. Um, and it's weird, because, like, there's also a lot of shame in it. Like, I don't like to talk about some things in my life. I hide, like, for the first, for most of my master's degree, I hid where I lived. Like, if I was directly, I had a rule, if I was directly asked, like, and they pushed, I would tell them where I lived. Or if they were a friend, and they were over. But there were some times where I would not want people to know where I lived because, Why? well, it's a very obvious giveaway that I have a lot of yeah. cash. And so, like, if you're trying to not make people impacted by that, like, especially if it's a lot of students, like, broke students, or it's, like, friends that, like, don't have as much, like, there's a moment where if you're posting, like, you cleaned your condo and you take a photo of it and... E- you think twice. You about feel you that. feel a little shitty. You, you feel think like twice. Oh, I'm gonna make people feel bad yeah. if I post this. And it's like you start to feel a weird shame about your life. Um 
Yeah. I think, and I think everyone has that with all of their successes um, and any of their dedications, uh, if you do them long enough. And How the fuck do you get away from that, though? Uh, I just sometimes admit I'm, I do rich guy stuff. <laughs> like, I just, I've just you go that. Well, I mean, like, you, you hire cleaners. You I have go, a cleaner. You go out for good dinners. Uh, I go out for good dinner. Um, I shop at a local organic market. Like, uh, I have. <laughs> You're rich enough to be healthy. <laughs> I'm not healthy, though. That's the thing. I'm rich enough to – no, but but that's the thing. I am burning time for money, so yeah. I don't have the time to be healthy because I have an excess of money and, a, and a, a lack of time. So that's that's kind of what I was saying before we hit record was that, like, when you – like, because you'll send me stuff every now and then. You'll send me your plate of food or you'll yeah. send me a picture of something or you'll – If there's and, someone I know that loves something. Yeah, And I know course. it won't come off as a spurn. But, like, I've taken... Because I used to struggle with this big time. And it's part of why I have a love-hate relationship with social media is the jealousy factor. It's the factor of, oh, my gosh, look at them. Like, look what where they're at. Like, I'm never going to buy a house. I'm never going to buy a car. Like, I, I could never get to that point of success because... But then I reframed my idea of success. Yeah. And I started not getting as jealous when I saw those things. Do I still want those things? Hundred percent. Is there still like a part of me that's like, ah, oh, that fucker? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, of course. But with you, it's like, I know you on a personal level. Yeah. I know how much you work. I know that like we rarely hang out other than when you come on the show because you're so fucking busy. You're working all the time. But a, but so, a, a message of oh you fucker would make it so much more realistic, and I don't see those as much anymore. And I, don't I do know. that with you. Yes. I'll say fuck you. Yes. But like on a on a post, mm-hmm. we're not we're not on a public forum. We're a public forum. We are not genuine. Um, and the more public the forum, I think, the less genuine we become. So like a phone call is is slightly worse than in person. And um, a phone call is like second to in person. Yeah, in person phone is... call, and then messenger, and then like email, um, and then like fa- yeah. texting. Like, there's I don't know the order. There's probably an order look online i think texting and messenger would be on the same but but then um i find texting is not right i don't know why but i will text someone i am more intimate with so i feel like texting is above messenger interesting and i feel like snapchat's the bottom (laughs) ding that ding that for me it's so true (laughs) unless you're in a long-term relationship with someone that's like kind of uptight and like sure okay whatever um uh-huh. But, like, it's, the and then Tinder and, like, all oh, of that. Oh, for fuck's like, sakes. The fucking um, worst. And then, like, there's just so many okay. dating options. And there's so, I think, even then, it becomes inorganic. Um, and the, the worst part of it is, is I would very much so like to communicate with people on dating apps. In a way that's like, can we both agree that this sucks? Rather than guys who talk on there like it's their fucking job. Like, okay, like you're writing to me at noon on a Wednesday, all right? Yeah. Like you send me a message on Tinder and say I don't write back until five or six. And I get a shit ton of messages being like, I guess you're not into me. You still there? You still like, like they get needy. And it's just like, do you realize that I have a job? Like, like, Tinder is not on the high, like, it's at the very bottom of the hierarchy of things that I am checking while I am at work. But, but, why are you using Tinder, relationship or sex? Like, what's the end goal? And I, like, I, I'm not judging you. Dating. 
Yes. Okay. Dating. A date. Okay. So that could lead either way. So the it's the I think there's like how badly do you want the objective you're using the tool for? Exactly. Dictates how much you use it, and also how totally much you're trash. interested in. Like I don't have dating apps. I don't have most apps on my phone. I don't have most social media. If I do, it's connected to work accounts. Um, so it's not interesting to me. It's just a work device at that point. Um, I don't have Facebook. I have Messenger. I don't, I only have a work account on Twitter. I don't, I only have a work account on Instagram. Um, so that's the shitty part about working in kind of the field that we're in. Yeah. But sometimes you need it for work, but I will only have it for work. Right. I will not engage in personal as much. And it's, it's why I have more issues with Facebook because I find Facebook makes it harder. Yeah. Because you Um, need to be, you need a personal account to manage other pages. You can get a business account. It's fine. Uh, but it's annoying and it's not the same and it's anyway. Okay. Um, Interesting. I'll have to talk to you about that later because, yeah. But like, we're not posting the negative. Um, I do, and I get shit for it. Well, okay, but how do you post it? And and is it is it, are you making a joke of it? I think, I've led I think more to then. that. So like, I used to be more of a emo poster. Yeah, I would say, and now I have become. This is an everyday complaint that I'm going to turn into a joke. And it usually flies a lot better that way. Yeah, but even then, you're cheapening the sentiment. But I think it's because you're putting the sentiment out to too many people. Like, it's why there's certain things I say to certain people. But I think that we've gotten to a point where we're not, like, we're limiting our options. Like, I don't, oh, yeah. like, I had, did we talk about the scheduling the coffee already? Yeah, <laughs> we did. And Every so, like, fourth Saturday. Even then, it's like, we're limiting personal interaction. I, I can't remember the last time I did something the same day it was proposed to me. Isn't that crazy? I you know. You used to be able to call me <laughs> on any day of the week after work or or the weekend or and like or people would just show up. Do you remember people showing oh up at your God. fucking house? Oh just God. showing the fuck up, calling no. you and just coming over. And I don't know if it's dedication to what we're doing or age or relationships or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but even that feels weird. But like, even then you'll get a more genuine conversation. I mean, I just think like, I, I'm trying to be more connected to people. Um, like I'll even, like I've decided that with social media, I have more groups. Like I have groups now. Oh yeah. Like I will, and I, like they're not even groups sometimes that know each other. Like I put my two, like female best friends in a group together. Oh, okay. And was like meet. Okay, that is something that I think is fantastic. Yeah. The idea of e and because you do it for like people do it for work all the time. They'll be yeah. like, I'll e introduce you to so and so, and they'll connect you like through an email. Doing that over Facebook is that is so cool. And I started doing that recently with the podcast. It's just convenience because <sighs> I will because I will like meet people who are like I know a friend who would be awesome on your show. I'll e like I'll yeah. hear you guys meet and then I'll hop out. I just realized it was when I was copying pasting the opening to messages that I was just like, all right, you're you're uh, you're, you're going to hear the same story. There's going to be variances in the tone and questions. I'm just going to put you together in a group <laughs> chat, so I only have to type this once. And I don't, like it was just it was just convenience. It was not actually just convenience, but it was but, just convenience. But you're connect like there's certain people who are connectors. Yes. Well, yeah. I have a weird. I just, I, well, actually, I don't know a lot of people anymore. Uh, I took a very large effort in that. Um, I don't go to networking events. I don't go to, I've become a, like, I make jokes that I'm a recluse. I just devoted my time to other things. Like, I got far in my career by networking, 
and then I wanted to go farther, and so I dedicated more time to, and this is just where you put your time. Yeah. I have crafted a life that gives me a great many things that I want, that does not give me a great many things that I want, but was a life that I worked to get to where it is today for what I want later. Um, But, like, even knowing that, it's weird when you know that all of your friends have done that, too, but you still feel ashamed of what your crafting brought you. Oh, my God. Ding that bell. I I know. It's... She's going to keep making me do it. And I make jokes all the time about how... Like, I will make jokes of this, about how my closest friends are the ones that probably haven't listened to a fucking episode of this yet. Or that you've never seen. Yeah. Your closest friends are the ones you never see. Yeah. Because you know you can put that on hold for like six months to a year and then go over to their place and be like, hey. And they're like, oh, hey. And, it's, and everything is just back. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I have a lot of friends who we don't talk every day. We talk maybe like once a week or t- once every two weeks or something. Yeah. Like, it is what it is. And it's really, it can be really hard to maintain friendships when you're busy like this. Like, when you are busy like this, it's really, really hard. Like, I had a friend message me being like, and I'm sure she won't mind me saying this, but like, message me being like, are we okay? Like, I haven't heard from you for a while. And I'm literally just like, I'm so sorry. It's just like, there's only so much mental energy I have in, in a day. If I have a bad day at work, or if work is more stressful than I anticipated, and then I have to release an episode or something, like, I'm not going to be chatting with people like that's just yeah. if i've it's got, just not gonna happen if i have a deadline for a client and a school assignment yeah you're not gonna be chatting away and you're really good at that like i'll message yeah. you sometimes and you're just like i'm working can't talk bye yeah and it's and, it's, and, I used and it's to a good way to do it that no it's a good way to do it but i remember in high school when i was working on math or something and someone needed something i would i would i frequently just put my finger up and be like one sec and finish it and that is all that is to me. It's a longer one sec because like, I I love you to death or whatever, but I'm busy <laughs> yeah. and I am – this is just – you. Can, there's, a, there's a veto to that. You can tell me it's really important and like, yeah, okay, I'll try and make it work and I usually do. But there are some times where I'm just like, son of a bitch. Okay, I, I don't think this is going to be important um, or as important as what this thing is right now. So I will be back in a bit. And you can hold your horses. Um, hold your horses. And you, uh, like, I'm doing it to, like, five people, six people, uh, sometimes just one. But it's like you, that's what you're doing with Tinder. Tinder is the lowest priority set. Something has bumped the priority when I can't talk to you or someone else. Tinder is at the lowest work bumps that priority. I think the lower down you go, or the less valuable something is, the less chance it's going to bump. <laughs> another thing above it but when stuff is like super important yeah like my job is super important my work is super important my family is super important notice that i mentioned working twice in that statement um and like you have to shuffle them around oh my god yeah. if they're super important and if they're a high enough like oh shit no or like importance level yeah um, would you do me a favor and pause that for a second i gotta go to the bathroom um so I've, fucking i will admit that women suck at rejection Women I just, suck at rejection. I just don't like wishy-washiness. Okay. So don't make plans with me, and then the day of, be like, oh, no, I can't anymore. That's that- my. That's a man's life. That's every... <laughs> look at the frequency in dating. Do you have any idea what it takes to be punched in the face as many times as a man in, in the dating world? I've listened to some of your episodes, and the Harper McCormick episode, where you're bitching about Bumble. Like, go fuck yourself. Oh, shit! You- 
arrogant fucking prick. Wait, what do you mean? You arrogant. Well, it's all this work, and we have to message, and like <laughs> then, like he might just say "Hey" back, and it's like, shut the fuck up. Do you have any idea the like? There's literal like forum boards of men researching. Like, Jerry Seinfeld used to have a joke that yelling from a car was the best we have. We have committees. We have councils. We're doing research. This is the best we've got. No, those guys are assholes. But a lot of men, whether they be good people or bad people, are actually considering how the fuck do I text this girl hi in a way that makes me stand out from the other thousand Dude, guys. Dude, I think that too. When I oh, send the first message. Yes. Oh, yeah. On the one application that requires you to take the position that we take. I send many first when messages was, on Tinder. When, when was the last... You still are the gatekeeper there. Men are swiping everything. Women swipe once every what? Like a thousand? And like if a guy gets one, he knows he's not the only guy that got it. So he's got to stand out. There, and I'm not saying, I'm not complaining about this. This is the life I live. But don't, don't bitch on an episode about an app you voluntarily downloaded that makes you take the role of the dude. But but we message and then they don't message back. Oh no! Oh my god. It's, you're supposed like is, aren't you on there because you want a girl to message you? Like aren't most men on Bumble? Most because men they want most men turn they, on Bumble, realize that they'll have the same <laughs> frequency of matches that they will on Tinder, except now they have no power over if a conversation happens, <laughs> so they have literally no power. I assume that's what it feels like to be a woman in society today. Um Ding Thank ding. you. Uh and I actually meant that joke. I'm not being glib. But for the love of God, yeah, like yeah. for the love of God, don't bitch. Everybody's got a shitty deal. You're for once experiencing what it is to date as a man. Um, except the you know guy what? will still probably pay. You know what, Mark? You make a good point. Thank you for that feedback. God damn it. I actually want to keep that in because it's good still feedback. Still a great episode. Did you like the Harper episode? It was good. Her- She's amazing, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. She'll be back on. She'll be back on. Yeah, I assume she will be. It's fucking great. But, yeah, again, I don't know where we left off when you went to pee. Um, What were we talking about? Time? Time? Probably trading time for money, which is the bane of my life. And I've been working, like, since I was six years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned that. Six. Believe me when I say, like, I have the bitterness of a guy who wants to retire. Um, I started answering phones when I was six years old. Like, startup and business is, like, what, I think you do whatever your parents trained you to do. Yeah. And sometimes that... And I grew up just not, I, a work ethic wasn't necessarily instilled in me that young. Yeah. I didn't really learn it until college. And And you know what? Some people give me uh, grief for that, and... Whatever. That's, but that, yeah, people give you, people give grief over any one situation that they feel is better than theirs when they don't understand the context of any of it. Exactly. I would get people, when I went to college, my parents paid and I would have so many people make fucking snarky remarks about that. And it's like, fucker, I worked since I was six years old till I was 18 years old. And then even when I was at college, I worked probably about till I was 21. It's like, do you think I got paid for that? Do you think I got minimum wage? Like, yeah, occasionally I'd get, like, a 20 or, like, some money from my family. Like, yeah. my parents would give me money because I worked for them. Um, But, like, I largely did not get paid because that's how a family business works. Yeah, you're goddamn right they're paying for my business degree. 
Yeah, 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 the yeah. Free labor and like, yeah, no, yeah. Dad, and dad earned more than a individual who did not have a child assistant. Um, and I'm not mad about this. It was a great thing for me. I learned a lot. I bonded with my dad. It, I, it kept me in more money than the people around me. Like the relative wage that I made at six was more than yours. Right. Yeah. No. 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 That. <laughs> Damn. That makes sense. Yeah. But, like, everyone will shit on you for a circumstance that is different than theirs when they don't understand the context. And we've yes! gotten to a point We've gotten to a point where my opinion of what you did seems more important than the context because your right to be angry about it <laughs> removes the context. And I'm not saying that context removes privilege. Jesus does it not. There are moments where you have to be, like, call it, call the ball. And sometimes I find we're calling it wrong. But that's what I like about... The conversation uh, that I'm going to cut from this episode that we just had. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because you say it like it is. Like, you really do. No, you're one of those these friends that says it like it is. Like, or what I'm you just, just bitter and jaded and it, it happens to align but with But what you just said you. to me about the situation I'm in yeah. has never been said to me before by anybody. People are scared to say it. Well, no, they aren't. They just put it as jokes on the hook. We've both watched How I Met Your Mother. The episode where they admit about the person that you keep on the hook, that's always there to emotionally support you, that in a pinch maybe gets you off, maybe doesn't, or like maybe you could that go there someday. That should be my middle name, the hook. Well, it's the hook is like it's a thing in the show. I've never, I know, I didn't see that. I, 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 How I Met Your Mother, like I've never watched. It's a terrible show. Ted's everything yeah, I've wrong never really watched white extensively. Men. Ted is everything wrong with guys that think grand gestures save relationships, and oh, that's how you convince someone you love them. Fuck sake. Jesus sakes. fucking Christ! If you want to drive to the airport with a pair of cowboy boots, you can go fuck yourself. That's a reference for only one person that I know did that. What? Yeah, those are actually two events that I'm combining into one for more comedic effect. But yeah, he like bought his ex like four hundred dollar cowboy boots. Oh my god. Um, as a like grand gesture. Okay. And I was like, that's a waste of $400. <laughs> like, yeah. that's a waste of $400. Like, are you kidding me? Like, that one, that money could have gone to you or any other thing in the world. They're going to get those cowboy boots, and they're either going to wear them and not think of you, or think of you and not wear them. Like, there's very few moments. Or they're going to make jokes about the fact that you bought those boots when cowboy they're on boots. a date with a guy who comments on the boots. Yeah. Like... Don't, grand gestures don't fix anything, but we, again, consumption of media and over-reliance on social media build bad social practices in everyone. In everyone. How many, and the, yeah. And like you said, you only post the really good things. Yeah, you only post the good things, the grand gestures, the, no one is, is, no one is posting about brushing the hair over your ear or like when you came home and they put their hand on your back and said, did you have a long day? Or when you're in a tub and they bring you a bowl of craft dinner. What is all like, of this like? I want this. Oh, well, that's mostly my parents' relationship. Um, but like, <laughs> no, literally my, my dad like came home from working away in the oil field oh. and like brutal job. And the first thing he does is go and soak in the tub. And my mom made him a pot of craft Dinner and bought, brought him the pot of craft Dinner. I want to cry. That's so sweet. And, like, that's my parents' relationship to me. And I, I posted about that about my parents, like, because it was cute. We'll comment on someone else's life, but we won't comment on our own. 
um, will invade someone else's privacy for their cute moments, but we won't talk about our own tiny cute moments because that seems exceptional because we never experience it. But when it, yeah. does, it does happen to us, like, I don't know. It's There's a lot of weird shit that we're doing with social media that breeds really bad things into us. And I forever, like, I will not lie. I will be fully honest. I spend a lot of time scrolling Instagram and thinking to myself, okay, there's a lot of really nice pictures on here. There's a lot, obviously, people are living bitchin' lives. Yeah. Does every single beautiful woman on Instagram have a photographer boyfriend who can put her in very nice shots and situations where it's her looking candid and awesome, and that's the picture. Me, on the other hand, I gotta take goddamn selfies because I don't have someone to photograph me while I'm standing on a fucking cliff. There was a picture on um, on Reddit the other day, and it was a guy or a woman. I don't know who took the photo, but I assume guy because I'm a guy and I'm an idiot. Um, but there's a person that's taking a photo of all the boyfriends taking photos of the girlfriends in the water towards the sun. Because here's the thing. When I see these pictures, I'm like, they look... I'll, I'll give you a double tap, okay? Yeah, it's a nice picture. But, like... I love something They're staged! staged. They've I love gotta something be, that's staged. They've gotta be staged. Like, is, like, what? I mean, unless you are dating literally a photographer, yeah. which you might be, who just snaps, 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 your life. But, like, are those girls literally going, hey, get a shot of me, like, riding out into the waves? Yes. Yes, they are. People are doing that. Um, And I think the over-reliance... Like, if I get a photo shoot done... And I've gotten a few for, like, things that I've done at school. Like, you get a photo shoot done, and, like, yeah, that is probably going to end up on a social media page, on a dating site, on on something. Um, even even the, the selfies that we take. Um, like, when I was traveling, like, if you, like, went to take, like, photos of stuff, you might turn around and take a selfie. And if you look really good, that's the one you're posting. We are idealizing everything about everything that we're doing i'm not showing you the like haggard getting to the hotel finding out it's a dump hating everything fall asleep shot but i am showing you the fresh as a daisy fucking 4 a.m in toronto airport shot that is a complete fucking lie yeah um and we're all doing that always not not everyone i'm saying all of us engaging in the activity there are definitely people that are off social media or that use it responsibly but most of us are not and i would argue that the people who are posting brutally honest pictures because you will see it you will see like some celebrities or some people uh I, i've seen it before uh makeup free crying talking about like this is like this is what it's like to go through anxiety like this is the face of anxiety and i admire those people but then i think to myself they're mega confident to do that. Like, they have a level of confidence that I do not have. I am not going to post. Bullshit. They have everyone in the world caring about them. If you did that, you'd get called anything shitty. You have to get to get away with something like that. You have to be important to a lot of people. For someone to care about you, you have to be important to them. Mm-hmm. If you sent that photo to one of your friends in the right context, that's going to work out completely fine because they care about you. People care about celebrity. They care about influencers. They act like they care. So we even in that have an inauthentic relationship that is you look at this person and you see all these people caring and you think the world cares. The world in general 
cannot care about you because the world is incredibly busy. Who does care about you are the people that find you important. The right. more successful and the more, well, not necessarily, but the more influential, the more it you can perceive people care about you. They may not actually. Like, I don't really know how many people really care about um the Kardashians, but if one of them had a bad day, I guarantee you that there's enough people that can type a couple of characters that make it seem important. But when you do it, it's a chamber of echoes and there's no one there except for the people that really matter who you could have just sent it to anyway. If so you're not important, drown. no one gives a fuck. Oh my God. <laughs> and what you're trying to do with something like this is craft importance to a level of availability from an audience that engages enough that you become successful. A thousand true fans. The same concept. We, yeah. need, we need support from people. We can get it from many people at a low value or some people at a high value. And that's and how th we apply it as well. And that's how I've been refocusing my social media, like how I do social media, because people, people will comment on me. Okay. And like, here's the thing. People will comment on me thinking that they know me so well because I post a lot or whatever yeah. reason. I, in the, like, in the last year, have posted less selfies than ever before because I'm busy with this. I'm doing this. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna post a fire selfie every now and then. If I'm feeling hot, I'm gonna take a selfie. I don't got a photographer boyfriend who can take a picture of me. People don't take candid pictures of me. That's just how it is. Uh, but there is the stigma on selfies that it's narcissistic. Da 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 da. But like, People will comment on me who don't know me that well being like, she's a social media queen or like, she's a social media and like, she loves social media. And I'm like, I actually really f fucking kind of hate it sometimes. Like, I will, like, I've been making a choice to be more authentic with what I post because yeah, I don't want to post the generic stuff. And addicts hate heroin. And addicts hate heroin. Like, we all hate the uh -huh. thing that we engage in. There's there's ways to get hits of dopamine that are good or bad. It's vice or things that we enjoy. And you can take a vice and you can... Okay, you can't really take most vices and make them good. But you can take good things and turn them into vices. Yeah. You can take a constant approval engine, which is what Facebook is, and and <laughs> crank that millennial need for approval up to the max. Um, It is being told... Like, it's, it's why, like, I don't use any more because, like, I would do... Like, I'm funny. I make jokes. I make snide comments. Um, when I post things like that, it would get a great deal of social media buzz. But the problem is that just like you said, people would call you a social media queen. It's like we're promoting an image that is inauthentic. So it is not the image of ourselves. And so people don't understand us when they talk to us or they make assumptions about us. Right. Like you're not posting the bad stuff. Like people must think I'm a totally sarcastic asshole all the fucking time because all I post is snide jokes and that's great, that's funny, but you it's don't a different see... perception, yeah, yeah, and so people get a false perception of you because you're posting this extremist version of yourself, and I think regular people are being dragged to extremes easily, and I think that's a problem. I think being outraged is too easy. I think it's it's not our fault. I think the world is now aiming outrage machines at us yeah. emotion creating machines at us i think marketing i think media i think a lot of what we consume um is trying to push us in certain directions and impeding a lot of biases on us and i think certain industries have gotten really bad with that lately i don't think like a sitcom i'm not saying like a video game is gonna make you shoot up the mall or like a sitcom is gonna make you horrible but what i am saying is that there are now things that are very extreme in the media and and in tv shows and in Oh, yeah. And it's just, it's, I can't, wa I don't watch the news. I don't have any supply to any news. 
Interesting. Like, okay, Reddit or like what friends send me. But like, I'm not browsing media. I you're don't not going it. after it? No. If someone sends it to you, you'll look at it, but you're Sometimes not. Sometimes I'll say no. Yeah. I, I See, I'm the opposite. I get obsessed. So like, I get, yeah. like, when something bad happens, I will just be like, okay, I'll use an example. Demi Lovato. She recently overdosed. She had, literally, it was on Twitter. I opened up Twitter. I think to post something for work, and I see like the trending Demi Lovato has been rushed to the hospital for an overdose. And I love her. So I was just like, refresh, 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 refresh. Like I was just, I actually had to step out of what I was doing at work to be like, you took a hit. I, I need to know what's going on here. <laughs> you went to the bathroom, you took a key bump. Yeah, I do it. I, pee breaks. Pee breaks are my social media time. I'm just like, scroll, yeah. I'm just like, refresh, refresh. Yeah, but when, um, do you cross that line and does the pee break become the social media time or does the social media time become the pee break? The, I, are you in the closet with the drug like a junkie? Kind of. That's terrifying. That's I know. fucking, terrifying that more people are not concerned about that and i probably sound like i'm wearing a tinfoil hat right now but that's just what big tinfoil wants you to believe (laughs) but i just mean like i but i'm i get obsessed with bad stuff like when there's a disaster or like something going on i am the type to watch the news i am the type to watch the videos are you or do you just want the hit Interesting. I don't know. So there is thing. There are things I am interested about that I will chase the. I will chase the dragon on because I like them. But there are some things where I know I'm just chasing the dragon. Right. Like there's sometimes where I'm like, yeah, no, I want to know more about this. I'll dive into it. This is actually interesting to me. And then there's times where I'm like, no, someone just hit me with a dose of dopamine, and now I need more. Give me more. Just one more hit. Tell yeah. the dope man, please. But like, it's. Yeah. It's it's a problem where you don't see the lines as much anymore. Like, we used to get told that too much TV was bad for us. And you know what? It probably fucking was. <laughs> yeah. And now the TV is in our pocket and in our bed and in our bathroom and in our shower and in our drive to work and in our two minutes at the signpost. Um when you made it harder for me to smoke world, I stopped smoking. Yeah. I didn't stop because of that, but you changed the social stigma. And I think hopefully more people start choosing a small life. I, I would only like have to. messenger for a reason. Um, I recently, like I've recently like been talking to different people and a suggestion that I got from somebody was delete, you know, cause I need to have a Facebook account. For my job, yeah. for the podcast, there's no way I can deactivate my account um, unless I schedule a bunch of posts or like I don't know. There's maybe a way around that, but your perception of it is, yeah, yeah. I can't really deactivate Facebook, but I was told that something I could do was to just remove it from my phone. So in other words, yeah, just uh, you, take it off my phone. You can do so that, that. I don't have uh, access to but it. Two weeks in. Almost every second or third ad on YouTube becomes the ad for the Facebook app. Just so you know. Hmm. Just so you know. That's they, terrifying. They rem- the dealer is still on the corner saying one hit. Just one hit. It's free. Don't you want a taste? <laughs> Damn. That's terrifying. Yeah, it is. I want to kind of test. I want to test that. Because that's the ad I get all the time now. Go back on Facebook. The Facebook yes. 
because they and they know I'm still passively engaged because maybe my account is turned on because I had to do something or maybe I used messenger the day before so like I'm right on the edge I'm thinking about getting a fix and just start reminding me about it because we're all just like it once you understand like data and what you can do with data uh everything becomes super uncomfortable now I largely am totally okay with the machine lord ruling me and not that there's an actual machine lord I'm not saying that Skynet's real. Uh, but I am saying that people have started doing really bad things. Yeah. Really smart people have started doing really bad things with understanding of psychology and data and not enough people are concerned about it. Um, That's terrifying. And it's, it's bad for both the anesthetization of society. Um, like, I used to think Orwell was right. Now I think Huxley was. It's a brave new world and the idiot media boxes are streaming all the time now. And... It's super uncomfortable. And if you want to succeed, you need less noise and more oh my God. like direct signal. Um, and I find that even taking out social media, your friends are forced to message you. They're forced to call you. You're forced to message. You're forced to call. You, you move from a microwave dinner to a meal. It takes longer to make, but it has a bigger impact on you and you enjoy it more. So true. Craft friendship is a depressing idea but if you need micro brew small batch friends you should probably go that route because right. interesting well it's also stressful too when you're like it, and, I, and i experienced somewhat somewhat recently with new friendships like figuring out how can i communicate with this person yeah there's some people that i text there's some people that are facebook messenger yeah um, sometimes when I find someone's not responding on Facebook Messenger, I'll Instagram direct message them. Yep. Or I'll Twitter, like, your sister. Yep. We talk on Twitter a I lot. I will find your message system. And Somehow. I will, yeah. And yeah. that's a whole other thing. Yeah. It's like, okay, for this person, I gotta message them on here. For this person, I gotta do this. And it's, it's just really fucked up. It's yeah, just really crazy. Like, why can't we all just get phone numbers? You notice how I say friendship, I say relationship. Okay. We stop using acquaintance. Right. We stop using different tiers of friendships. Like, I, everyone's your best friend. Like, no, not everyone is your best friend. You might have three. Actually, you might have four, <laughs> but you yeah. will never have 20. No, it's true. And, and there's different levels. There's no absolute. There are levels. Like, and we don't like to admit we don't there like are to admit levels. It. And yeah. so it's like, yeah, there's some people that could call me at two in the morning. I'll go get a coffee with them. There's some people. Like, we also have no sense of community. No sense of community. Because we're all one big community, which is great. Except when you realize that being in a community actually feels really good. Go find a united church, like one of the non-pushy religious churches, and go to three services. Sarah is offended because there's a child crying, and so she's going to close the window. This is how I feel as well. Um, this ain't gonna work for my background noise. Like, just that. go to three services oh, yeah. of yeah. any religious institution that you think you can go to and talk and meet people go to an aa meeting go to go to any forced or societally encouraged community and for a few times and you will feel such a weird feeling that you have not felt in so long you'll feel a community it's it's so weird. weird because i talked about this briefly again on last night like i feel like a lot of this is overlapping but it's good it's it's a good overlap um I mentioned it last night about how I did go to AA once, and 
I'm not an alcoholic. Like, I, I, ha- I had issues with drinking at that time, and I went and I gained perspective, and I got emotional about it. Like, I literally went in and was like, I'm not religious at all, and I know that there's, like, a religious undertone to this a little bit, but, like, this is emotional to me because I walked in and I felt... People were like, thank you for coming in the, those doors. There's a kinship. There's a thanking. Um, I have been to meetings. I don't know if I'm... Uh, I have no clue if I'm a fucking alcoholic, but I think that everyone in their life has a moment where they don't know if they are or if they yes. drink too much or they have a problem with alcohol or they're having a bad month. And if yeah. you want to do anything, go find people that do it better than you and learn from them. Um, you don't need to be an alcoholic to go to a meeting. You don't have to be a narcotics person to go to an NA meeting. You no. you just need to want to learn something and experience something that you think might be beneficial to you. And they, they're actually totally cool with that. Um, 100%. And it gives you perspective. Because you're perspective. like, my life is not half as bad as these people in this room. It gives you perspective. It helps su- benefit someone else. It it's a, It's an actual community activity. And it's fucking weird when you go and do it because you actually feel a weird sense of community that i have not it's it's why clubs are great it's we're in group out group animals like we love an in group and fucking if you can be part of like the the smaller the in group sometimes the more fucking controlling it can be of you or the more inspirational it can be or the more beneficial it can be like there's a lot of bad cults and communities yeah there's a lot of bad things in communities but if you can find one that works for you not that I'm saying, like, go and find one. I'm just saying go try it. It's weird as fuck. Um, it is, yeah. Yeah. And, it's, and you start becoming focused on whatever the focus of that community is. And I find that the bigger the community, the more sensational it is to rile everyone. Yeah, 100%. Because sometimes I do feel mismatched with that. In other words, I feel like my friends are all over the place. And that there isn't a community, and I'm just, I'm friend, I'm really good friends with this person, and then this person, and this person. And I've never gotten them into a room together and formed a community, so to speak. Yeah. Well, we used to have friend groups. We, we don't have that anymore. It's all no, disjointed. because com- communities break. And, yeah. And, and, and internal politics are a thing. And leaders become a thing. And there's social dynamics that we don't talk about. Um, there are people at the top of a pecking order in, in all groups that we're part of. Um, sometimes yes! it's, it's organizational, sometimes it's interpersonal. Um, sometimes it, it's weird and it doesn't make any sense. It's why cult leaders exist. It's why that one person convinced everyone to go out to a bar, um, on a Tuesday. It's, um, the person that organizes the wing night. It's the person that invites you over to a podcast. It's a community leader. Um, they exist. Yeah. They are sometimes horribly vilified. They are sometimes absolutely loved. Um, oh my God. So true. And sometimes you fucking hate them even when you love them. And then sometimes you just have something break apart a group because there was growth or change or, and then you sometimes I think become disenfranchised to it. You become sick of certain kinds of people or you become sick of groups or you close off too much. Well, and, and that's, that's a really interesting point because. I think there's something about being this age where it's shit or get off the pot. So 30. We're so 30. And, and I mean, I love my friends so much, but, and like, I know that they're not listening, so I can, I can say this. Um, like I said, my, my very close friends, I don't think normally listen. Sometimes I feel like we need to be more unapologetic and a little more selfish. And by that, I mean this. I will use an example. Pride weekend. Um, I chose to go to a non-Pride event 
because there was a group of people there that I hadn't seen in a while and they were actually going out. And I thought to myself, you know what? I hang out in apartments a lot. I don't usually get outside of that Yep. in a social setting. If I ever want to date anyone or meet anyone who's outside of this fucking group, I need to leave this goddamn apartment complex and go out. Yep. And I got hell for it. Um, and I, I've gotten hell for ditching an apartment hangout to go to a bar with a different set of friends. Yep. Oh, you're lame. How do you? And it's just like, sorry. Sometimes I need to make a little bit of a sacrifice with what I have here to go out there and maybe try to meet another fucking goddamn human being. Uh, my response to anyone that acts like that is neat. Go fuck yourself. Seriously. Like, it's just like, it's nothing against current friendships. And I love the, I love that no, I that's, have. That's not a friendship. That's bullshit controlling behavior. I love that I have friends that are consistent and that I can hang out with. But every now and then I gotta do something different. I'm sorry. Like it just that, that's incredibly that's just... toxic. That's incredibly toxic behavior from someone. Yeah. Um, when you start to try and control people or when you recognize that you are controlling someone, because we all do it, when you've got someone on the hook, or when you like when you start bullying or belittling, like there's a difference between a joke and and guilting someone. If you're guilting your friends actively to go to something, you're a shitty human being. And the thing is, is like, yeah, that's it's great that you have that ability to guilt me. Like, you have a partner. You're inviting people over to hang out. But, like, guess what? Some of us are still building a life. Some of us are still trying to meet and expand on our friendships. And when you're so reliant on one set of people for your social interactions and you get stuck in that bubble, you're never going to fucking expand on that. And you're just going to stay inside all day. Your concern, someone else's concerns and interests don't have to be the center focus of your life. It's so true. you are not entitled to any of your interests or wishes or whatever to be the focus of someone else's. There's definitely good decency. There's human rights. There's many great things that protect many great people. But when you start saying you're disrespecting mine by doing yours and yours doesn't impact me or the impacting is me not supporting yours, then go fuck yourself. That's just it. And like... I've started just taking the stance of, like, I'm just going to do me and, like, people can fuck off. Seriously. Yeah. Because. Well, communities have interest groups. They, they have an interest. They have a, they have a common goal. Yeah. And, and sometimes that common goal doesn't closely align with what you want to do. And a community can be four people. A community can be two people. Uh-huh. When, when, like, it's in group out. It's just how people act. It's shitty. Like, I, I would get shit talk for not going to things. And it's like, I don't care. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I became quite mean to some people when I was like, I don't fucking care. I was like, I don't give a shit. You can either deal with that or you cannot. Not to be like an internet tough guy. I've definitely done stuff I don't want to do. But for some stuff, it, you, you have to start, like, it's, it's like, how long are you going to be afraid of your parents finding out that you do stuff in your life? Like, my parents know every stupid, almost we, every stupid thing I've ever done. We had this talk recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I'm an adult. Yeah. I'm an adult with them. And if you can't be, so, uh-huh. like, if you can't be an adult about shit with other people, then. It's so what true. What the fuck are you doing? And you know what? It, it might take you a while to get there, because it took me a while to get there. Yeah. Um, once you do get there, you are going to feel so much fucking better. Yeah. You really, really, truly are. Like, I'm feeling great about the fact that I'm just like, this is my life, people, and this is what it is. Listen or don't listen, but it's here if you want to. Like. Yep. And it's, it's, 
it's being authentic or genuine or whatever bullshit marketing term I want to apply to it from like shit, but it's, it's a smaller life. It's a smaller life. It's a smaller life. And it's, it's looking for something that can be engaging to you. Um, that is just for you. You like, you can't just live for other people and their whims. Like it, it doesn't work. Like I purposely have less friends now. Yeah. Like I used to be very social. Yeah. I went to everything. I can't go to a patio in this city and have a sandwich with my sister without three people stopping and saying hi. That's not a <laughs> humble brag. That's just a fact of my fucking life. It's true. And I learned it from dad and mom and I go and I do that. But yeah. at a certain point, that's exhausting. Like caring about that many people, you can't. Oh my God. You can't. You have to care about less things. And care about things greater. You have to narrow your focus. At least that's what being old is, I think. Like, really, you really have to narrow focus and maintain those relationships to some extent, I think. But, like, choose where your effort goes. And that's a tough thing to learn, is choosing, like, I read this book. It's like The the Art of Not Giving a Fuck or something like that. The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Yeah. And it's just like, you're choosing your fucks. Because not giving a fuck about anything. No, you're not. I am lately. I am. Oh, okay. Oh, fuck you! you I hate go. you. There you go. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean. Like with friendships in particular, it's hard to cut that umbilical cord sometimes. But I've started becoming very much so. Like, is there an equilibrium here? Are are we giving and taking, or is this just me giving and? You taking. Or are you taking? Yeah. Am and I and taking? sometimes you realize that and you fucking feel it bad. Sucks. It sucks real hard. Yeah. Um, and yeah. emotional energy is, especially when you have a side hustle and you're working full time, yeah. um, you really need to allocate that in a way that's good for you. Yeah. And, and, that's and tough. still have nothing time. Oh my god! I love. I mean, I made a joke the other day about uh, the other day, like a while ago, about um, like Google Calendar scheduling sleep or like even sleep. Like sometimes I'll just be like, I really need a night off, and if someone asks me to do something, I'll be like, I have plans. I really don't have plans. My plans are nothing. Self care, Mac. It's not just a bad Mac Miller song. Um. Caring about yourself is important. It's not a bad thing, but we don't really share that. We don't talk about this um, enough. Like, this is so fucking important. God, we sound like every goddamn vlog right now. Um, But we don't, and we don't do self-care. And, like, I started, I set up the lights. I have, because I, rich person, I have automatic lights. <laughs> Fuck have, you! That are automated. You mood lights. I have, no, I have lights that can turn on and turn off, and I can voice control, and. Yeah, smart lighting. Yeah, I have smart lighting in a Google Home, and. Yeah, so go fuck yourself. Yes, Mark. exactly. Um, Just joking. You burn uh, those lights. So I actually have made it so they start turning off at eleven thirty. Oh, cool! Yeah, it's so like the Big Brother house. It makes me go to bed. Yeah, and it's a way to remind myself, "Hey, idiot! <laughs> <laughs> hey, idiot!" And that's again why I want less, go less, to bed. Le- less of the drug. Because mm-hmm. t- doing the drug takes time, mm-hmm. like and and You're totally what is right. the most optimal self care I can do? I don't truly know what it is. Is it meditation? Is it coffee? Is it friends? Is do you it do Netflix? you? It's a balance of these things. When those lights go down, do you turn off the screens? Yeah. 
That's good. Yeah. I, re- I, mean, I, I, I really got to start a doing that. addiction to YouTube. Oh, um, my God. Me, too. Fuck, once it's one in the morning, it is YouTube cooking show time. Can we just take a moment to... Because I I want to talk about this briefly, and I would like to do an entire episode dedicated to this to- like the subject of content creation on YouTube. Because uh, Bo Burnham is releasing a movie called Eighth Grade about you know the everyone has YouTube channels now. Yeah, there's kids in eighth grade vlogging their lives and putting it on YouTube. Um, it's the ultimate Huxley. Just the idea of that, the idea of constantly being we're our, our recorded own, or uploading on the internet. We're like, our own self-idealized idiot box drug stream. We are the producers of the content that we are hooked on. Uh-huh. Which crazy. is essentially it's just... crazy. That's essentially just an economy. Yeah. But, like, I... It is an economy. Some people might say... Like, YouTube, like, you know, those people aren't really making movies. Like, that's not a real job. And I'm just like, Jesus fucking Christ, the things these are these kids are going through. It's a re- to maintain an audience and, like, a... It's a redefined social norm. Yeah. And it's, we don't know how to perceive it because it wasn't our norm. But our parents' norm was not the internet. And... No. We are... We are less evolved than the society we're creating, and we we take longer to adapt psychologically and physically to what we're fucking making, and that is terrifying. It is. Which is why, like, I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. I've thought about doing YouTube, and I'm just like, it's just too much for me. Just the idea of having, because in order to maintain an audience, like, if you want to actually make a living on YouTube and make money, you need to be posting. Daily. Every day. That's Every the fucking engagement day. we want. That's it's. It's not about a good. It's not about a good high. It's about a constant state of anesthesia where we just feel good. I don't want to feel amazing. I just don't want pain. I don't yeah. want to feel bored. But I don't want. Like I. I don't know if I need to be the most fun I've ever had. Right. I like. I don't know if yeah. I need a blowjob. Maybe just a handy. Maybe just a handy. <laughs> Like I like that you appreciate the hand job. That's an under underappreciated. It's an underappreciated art. Everybody, everybody can enjoy an old fashioned. Okay, everyone can enjoy an old fashioned. The drink or what's an old fashioned? A hand job. Oh, okay. I mean, I I think I'm better at those than I am at blowjobs. Who doesn't love dry humping and making out for (sighs) way too long? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Who doesn't (laughs) enjoy an old classic? God damn. Okay, let's change the subject. <laughs> that joke's gold. Oh my god! That joke's gold. I want to dry up so bad. But anyway. Yeah, exactly. It's the fucking best. It really, really, really is. It really is. <laughs> like, it's just the constant creation of tension. Oh, yeah. And then, it's when huge. you know you've created tension, you can keep making it worse. <sighs> and... There's no more obvious way of knowing that you've caused tension in the other person than dry humping. <laughs> like, we're not going to fuck. But, Let's just rub up against each other. But when you go home, you're, or when the other person leaves... Painfully horny. You are definitely going into your room and getting off. And you may think about that person. You may not think about that person. It's like, do you have a, any friend-tier people that you have sexted with? Exactly. I'm nodding. Exactly. And there are those times where, fuck that, you needed that. Yeah. And, it and felt I mean, great. it's true. It's true. It's, it's, 
Sometimes tension is the point of what and, you're doing. And when you're busy, and if you are managing a shit ton of things, and you don't have time to date or do dating apps, those friends become your... Release mechanism? Your head. Well, yes, but it's not a mass market drug that you're taking all the time. It's a single indulgence. That's just enjoying something. Yep. Unless it becomes an unhealthy predilection where that's all you're going to them for. Yeah. But if you, if you're balancing it, like if you're a healthy. Yeah, it should be balanced. Again, anything can become, like, I'm not saying social media is bad. I'm saying a great excess of anything that anesthetizes you is. Like if you are only going to that person for them to make you come, you're a bad person. Or they're into that, which is fine. Um, but if you're using the other person, if it goes into that realm, that's an unhealthy relationship. But if you can just have a relationship, like, I have a couple, and they're great. They're great. They're not always as frequent as you would need them to be, and sometimes one takes a knee and another one pops up. Sometimes there's a complete drive. period Sometimes none nothing. of them buck up, and that's the case I'm in right now. Exactly. And you can either go look for new friends, find a new solution, <laughs> or... Just d- deal with the tension. Just deal with the tension. Um, uh-huh. Exactly. That was a little breathy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! No, I'm not talking about this. I was going to record an entire episode about this earlier, like later today, and I canceled it because I'm like, it's just going to get too out of hand because I'm very frustrated with a lot of guys right now. It is what it is. Just yeah. buck up. That's all I need you to do. Anyways, back to social media. Yeah. <laughs> um, but again, even that affects it. Like, you, you see relationship photos and you see, like... PDA. PDA. Or you C- see... Or you see, you watch TV and it just seems so easy that people are falling into relationships all over the place. And... It, yeah, that's it, it, huge. It, you, you also feel guilty when you're searching for it because is it's you're not supposed to search for it. It's supposed to be serendipity it's and magical. It's supposed to just come to you. You're yeah. not supposed to want it. No. It, well, and you, I don't think I've lesson. ever gotten laid on a night that I've gone out wanting to get laid. And right. I'm being fucking goddamn serious when I say this. If I've planned to get... I know, like, you're looking like you don't believe me right now. No, no, no. I'm considering the statement because I've definitely got laid on nights when I knew I was going to get laid. And that was kind of the point of it, but I've, I don't know if I've ever gotten laid on a night where I just went out with the generalized intention of it. Yeah. Like, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just going to get laid magical. No, I don't think that, I think maybe once my whole life. <laughs> and like, <laughs> but like, I've definitely gone out of the house being like, I'm gonna get some. And you get some. And sometimes a plan, no, like, like, I guess what I mean is, is like, Sometimes things will happen spontaneously where it's like, let's meet up. And and you go into that knowing you're going to get laid. Yeah. I just mean like, if I'm like, this Saturday, I'm going to go out and get some. Normally, yeah, no, I, you're not. normally I won't. No, you're not. Yeah. I'm not going no. to. Unless, it's not happening. Unless you somehow build plans. And that's fucking hard to do. Plans are yeah. hard to fucking make these days. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on... I, I want your, your thoughts on um, canceling plans. That's something that... You do it. It's 100% okay. If anyone gives you shit for canceling a plan, they're a bad human. They're a bad human. (laughs) They're a bad human. Now, in that statement, you have to have a good, valid, personal reason. That reason can be that you want to do nothing. But you need a good, valid reason to disappoint You need to come at them and say, I'm exhausted. No, you you have nothing. There is nothing you should have to say. You can explain if you want. Right. But there, you should be able to tell your friends, look, I can't come out tonight. 
and they should accept that. Now, I'm, I don't even do that. I probably get a little annoyed. That's a human instinct. But what I am saying is that you should strive for a world where if you need to stay home for any reason or you need to change your plans for any reason, unless you're massively fucking over the other person. Yeah. Like, the reason you're doing this has to outweigh the benefit or the requirement of what you originally agreed to do. Like, there's a balancing system here, right? You need right. a good fucking reason. Um, but... 100%. If you have a good reason, go fuck yourself. Yeah, really, though. Just take your time, even if going fucking yourself is the reason. I think... Okay, so I think if you're a consistent bailer, it gets really annoying. But... Um, if you're someone who genuinely cares and you, you communicate that. Yeah. And, um, you accurately explain yourself, then it's fine. You know what I mean? Like, but I hate people who are just actually consistently bailers. Um, I've had times where I've made plans and I've straight up told my friends, there's a small chance if this other thing comes up, I'm going to have to bail for this because this. Whatever this is, is a rarity and something special and something that doesn't happen often. And yeah, I guess in this situation, I'm choosing this over you, but like... You I got, need you to you, understand you that to this underst- is a situation. Exactly. Yeah, look, exactly. You're a regular fucking Tuesday. This is a once in a year. That happens. Sometimes I did it with the you. once in a year is a Tuesday. I did it with you. I said I might have to cancel our afternoon show because there might be this other show I have to do in the evening that is going to take a lot of prep. Sorry. If if life has taught me anything, it's that millennials want to die and that we love when people cancel plans with us and avocado <laughs> Um And if you cancel... It's so like, true! Like, there are very few times where someone cancels plans and I'm not just like, oh, a slot has opened. <laughs> Excellent. What what activity? What activity of the many activities that I have on the shelf can I put in this? Can I sit around in my underwear eating pizza? Can I go see an old friend? Can I go for a jaunt in the park? There is something that I will slot into there unless it was a specific requirement or or something. Um and even then It's even a new then, term. It's called Jomo, joy of missing out. Oh my god, I hate our generation. <laughs> on it the other day the joy of missing out off are you i'm not joking google it no google jomo jomo yeah 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 (laughs) what is the age what are the years of millennials Uh, what maybe that's a real term actually you look that i have to piss so bad is Jomo on there yes and also the age range for millennials is 1981 to 1996 okay so we are well Definitely. i'm 87 so yeah, yeah. i'm a but straight. there's also subdivisions of millennials oh okay what are the subdivisions oh we're not going into that because that's a whole other episode really um, yeah there's like um there's like um zillennials and like there's different gener like different micro groups of millennials feel that they need to be recognized because that is how entitled millennials are I was just going to ask, what are your thoughts on the perceptions of millennials? We're all entitled pricks. Like, everyone. Everyone is. Every single human in the world. The You don't call yourself the greatest generation and not be a little narcissistic, <laughs> baby boomers. You don't call yourself World War II, whatever the fuck generation that is. <laughs> I, you're so irrelevant to me, I don't care about you. But there's Gen X, there's every one of us had our thing and was labeled for something that another generation perceived us as, 
and I have no ability to define if those things are true or not. But what I can say is everyone I've ever met is narcissistic. Everyone I have ever met wants reward. Everyone I have ever met wants better. Everyone I have ever met wants... Everyone. And people who aren't millennials and they're judging millennials, they're entitled. Well, it's just a generation looking at another generation and saying, you're not like me, why? Like... The reason that baby boomers are saying we're killing the diamond industry is because we don't buy rings like that. Or the reason we're not going out to eat or we're killing um, Applebee's and, and Hooters is because we're not going out to eat. No, we're going out to eat. We're going out to eat at a local run restaurant that we're going to spend like uh, 50 bucks on appetizers with our friends. At, and that hipster down the road is also doing that. Right. Like, that's what all of us are doing. We're not going to a place where we can get a mass-marketed meal out of a microwave because we don't spend our money like that. We don't look to get three $20 meals and a couple of margaritas. We look to get one good night. I mean... And we're busy. You don't. Well, yes, but but our whole generation is killing these things. Right. Right? Our whole generation is killing killing these things. But it's no, it's just we don't value the thing that you valued, and unfortunately it may not be able to continue without us. Right. And so yes, that hurts you, but you're also not keeping it alive. Go fuck yourself. Like you already did <laughs> it. Yes. You already had your time with that shit. Like, yeah, okay, my mom has a ring. I'm not gonna buy someone a ring. Right. Like, I might do something tremendously good for them. I might do something. But I'm not going to drop, like, four to ten grand on a goddamn ring. Fuck that shit! That's stupid. And I actually have money. (laughs) Um, You actually have... You could drop that money on a ring if you want to. Absolutely I could. Yeah. Um, It's not... Like, money is a thing in my life, and I pay debt. And don't get me wrong, there are absolutely a lot of money going out. I'm not hoarding, I'm not like some dragon hoarding a pile of gold. Um, <laughs> I love how you said gold. Gold. Uh, <laughs> but I'm not. I, I yeah. have, with great earning has come great debt from things that got me to the earning. Education, um, computer system, like yeah, yeah. tools. Just like yeah. Equipment. every side hustle happens to have a requirement of equipment. Um, but... Yeah, okay, I probably do end up with more disposable income every month than most of my friends. I average. am at the top of an earning bracket of all of my friends. Yeah. Um, and there are things that, that come with that. Um, both good and bad and both guilty and not guilty. And, um, yeah, it's weird when you. I can imagine so. It's fucking really weird. Like, when you think, and, like, my situation, I'm self-employed, so, like, I don't know what my money situation is to pay to the government until a certain date, but I, I now have an average, so I know what I have to save, so I know what I can spend. Right. And even then, after taxes, I still make a great deal more money than would be many of my friends. And so, um... How, do you... I'll tell you what I make if you'll bleep it. Yeah. Last year, I made... Good for you. Yeah. And I don't think that's all of it. I think there might have been a couple of things. I thought it was more for some reason. No, but I'm also self-employed. Right. So I get write-offs that stretch my money farther. I get taxed at a lower percentage. And and that's a huge part of it is stretching the money and budgeting. Yeah. And learning how to do that. You can believe this too. I pay like percent tax. You pay like 40. Fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Sarah just goes on and jumps off a bridge. Now, bear in mind, I have educational credits. I have all this stuff. I have, like, financial things that have to happen for my business to exist. They absolutely have to happen, and I have to pay for them. I have no oblig- like no ability to not pay them. Right. Um, but I, I 
live in a different world than as many people. Um, and I know that I do. That's exactly, and that's what people need to start understanding. Yeah. People really have to start understanding that, yeah, there are some people yeah. who are really filthy rich yeah. that maybe don't deserve to be or aren't really working. But like, there's other people who make really good money because they're working really fucking hard. And you really have to look at that person and realize that's not my life. Like, everyone's lives are so fucking different. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? Like, it's, it's weird because you never look at the downside. Like, I'm self-employed, um, technically speaking, and I take on clients. And so I have, like, there's a lot of complexity in that. Like, oh I, have my to God, keep, yeah. I have to keep bills. I have to manage money. I have to set aside things. I have to balance things. I have to make sure things get paid. The work that I put in to doing all of that. So just being able to be self-employed. Is effectively, in my belief, why I get to keep some of that money. Exactly. Like my People life who just is go, go to a job and leave a job and then they're done. Yeah, I, I'm not done. I'm not <laughs> done is not a thing that yeah, occurs. Yeah, that never happens with you. Yeah, until I roll off you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, Done is not a thing. Like, there's very many things where there is always oh something God. I could be doing. There's always something I could be doing. Yeah, um, and so you're anything, that type of person. Like, anything that I do do um, had to, like, it's careful consideration. There's very few things that I do that are not carefully considered, and it's really annoying. Yeah, it's not like I could message you on a Sunday afternoon and be like, I'm in the North End, let's go... Get. That is actually a tremendous way oh, to okay. get me to do something. Interesting. If you just show the fuck up when you think I'm not going to be busy, you can usually get like an hour to two hours out of really? me. Really? Yes. I'm going to try to do that then. Yeah. Good, but it will also fail and you have to eat I think, the failure. Oh, that, okay, that's okay. the thing. You have to like, you have to actually be at the place and be like, oh, I'm available and I have to have also been free. But that's, this is like the whole, like, scheduling is just, this is just what being 30 is, I yeah. feel like. It's just intricate uh, I feel like everyone just should calendars. just be sharing calendars. Yeah, exactly. Just, I actually know a husband who is managed by his wife for important events via his work calendar. She has access to his work calendar and she will input things that she needs him to actually go to. I know someone who once said that, he put on Facebook, he's like, is it rude that I, when a friend asked me to hang out, I just send them my Google Calendar? No, I would prefer that. I would prefer <laughs> that. I do it with clients. Put it in! We Schedule a, it in! We have a thing called, put it in, uh, we have a thing called Acuity at work, and it is a scheduling app that you give it your access Ooh. to your Google Calendar, and you give it, you book into your, your Google Calendar the things that you are not available, and you set a time range. And then when a client asks me for a call, I don't look at my calendar. I send them the link and I say book a time. And if you can That's find a great no way available time, please let me know if there's a special circumstance. I very rarely take same day calls um, because I have to have time to do the work that is already planned. And many of my clients understand that when I explain to them the complications of it. Yeah. I am, you need to explain I someday it. consider buying it. I've considered making it. I've considered making it for people, like general use people, like some bullshit friend scheduling app. It's called Acuity? It's called Acuity. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, like a Google Calendar can just be your scheduling app. Yes, it absolutely can. But if you don't want to give people full access to your calendar, this just shows like blocked off time. Right. Like they a don't know range. that it's like that four o'clock on a Friday is your doctor's appointment because you don't want them to know that shit. Right. It'll just give them when they can book with you. 
Like, yeah, I'm gonna give someone I care about full access to my schedule. Some guy I've met, like, four times, go fuck yourself, no, but I also accept that this is the only way you're ever gonna get a hold of me. I've never adopted practices like this until I start the show. Yeah. Until I started actually having things to do outside of work and Until you stopped living in an economy of money and started living in an economy of time. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, that's the monetary, that is the highest currency for you. Mm-hmm. Is time. The highest currency for me is money. Mm-hmm. Time is second to me. Um, but Oof. it is very quickly reversing because I have enough money. That you're now That I am time. now looking at time and going, oh, you actually <laughs> might be worth it. And as I have a decreasing <laughs> stock in time. Yeah. Like, as you lose time, I think you become more willing to spend it in ways that you may not have considered before. Like, you will value a half an hour of coffee with a friend or 15 minutes of dry humping more than you will value <laughs> the money that you would make in that time. Oh, my God. A hundred percent. I've had, I've had, um, I complain about being, being broke all the time. And I had offers come up to me recently being like, do you want to come bartend this event and for the night? And in my mind, I'm like, I can make some money. I can make a couple hundred bucks probably. Uh, yeah, but if that was the case, you'd be a sugar baby. Yeah, so I deleted that account. <laughs> Did you see me on there? No. Do I do still have my account? And I have paid for a month. It's not worth it. I, the, the ch- I I had a girl ask me, "What are you looking for?" And then I was just like, "Just enjoying someone and enjoying time." And she was just like, "What's your allowance?" That was the next question. What is your allowance? I've researched the economics how of the, being a sugar daddy. Well, how the fuck? $1,000 a month is $11,000 take-home tax-free, which is the equivalent of a $17,000 salary. But at that rate, you need to assure that your sugar daddy makes a minimum of $85,000 so it's a sustainable relationship. I have researched the economics when of sugar When do you daddies. bring up costs in a, sh- like in a sugar daddy? It's apparently very early. I have no idea. I'm doing this because it's funny, and I had some money to spend. Well, and clearly, as I've said, money is worth amusement to me now because it's time. And so I will now spend my money on stupid things. I will. I have a portion of my budget for dumb. I have a portion of my budget for dumb that is just for dumb. And when you don't drink and you like have all the drugs you need, you you get to a point where dumb is an option. And so I got a sugar daddy account, and it seems stupid as anything. Can I keep um, this in? I have no clue. I will decide on this later. Okay. Um, I basically just wanted to try it. Um, and yeah, it's it's kind of terrible it's lame okay. it's it's inauthentic like i don't just want to get off that if i wanted that there's a way to get that and but I you're get in not- okay so yeah. here's here's my perspective coming from the other side as a girl who went on the app recently yeah. and yeah. created an account so i did it because of harper mccormick hey harper thank you harper um i tried it and um i actually talked to i think three guys on there and started, a, like, actually started texting with one of them because it's very weird because a lot of them are like, we won't show pictures because yeah, of security. Yeah, we don't want you to know that, well, some some are in relationships. Some are married. Yeah. Um, in particular, I think this guy, it wasn't so much his, his status, it was more his career and, I guess, his public persona. Don't know what that means. Are you famous? Like I don't really, I don't really know. But we started texting, and he was very straightforward with me. Yeah. In that he wanted intimate encounters. Yeah. And so I'm like, eh, this is weird. <laughs> like, what are the legalities of this? Like, how is the site legal? Is what I want um, to know. It's it's. Well, I guess it's kind of the same 
issue is is prost is escorts versus prostitutes. Prostitutes, it's very obvious it's sex for money. Escorts claim that it's an experience and it's time, and and whatever happens after that is consensual between two adults was not paid for, and that's kind of where sugar de- de- sugar is coming from. Sugar right. versus vanilla, like sugar is um you're paying for the time, and the time is with someone who is a greater willingness. To maybe fuck you. To maybe fuck you or to give you something that you are not getting in a vanilla relationship. Um, and that can be pictures, so the sites, that can be... Yeah, and so the sites are like to match you up with these people, really. Yeah, that's all they're for. Like, I learned about these sites not actually from you. I have a friend uh, that I knew since high school who I was a stripper and then a showgirl and I believe has been a baby and I don't know if she currently is. I don't ask those questions because I'm disrespectful. Um, but like she indicated enough to me that like, cause I made a comment about being bored and like how I work all the time. And she was just like, just get an SD or SUDY account. And I was like, what's that? And she was just like, it's a sugar daddy site. And I was like, Oh, Oh, okay. And then like, I found seeking arrangement as well. And I was like looking at these and I'm like, okay, like this is, yeah. I'm like, I do fit the criteria of their key customer base. The only thing that I do not have is that I don't enjoy it and I'm not willing to use it. That's the thing. Um, it feels very weird. Yeah, it's not something I'm okay with. Cause I, cause I went into it not really knowing how I would approach this. I was just like, I know that if I go out to say a dinner with you in public, um, I might need some sort of baseline of attraction. Like, and you don't have to be yeah. somebody that I'm like, oh my god, you're so fucking hot. But like, I was actually shocked on there to see that a lot of the guys on there look like just people I would meet, like economy of time. Like they they look nor like they look my age. They look normal. They they're not when horribly money, unattractive. When money is not the commanding currency of your life, you live a different life. Mm-hmm. And it's it. But again, there are weird things about the life of being having money and like it t- it took me a year to get a cleaner i'm not fucking using a sugar daddy site it took me <laughs> a, year, a year to be willing to pay a perfectly competent and willing person to clean my home I, I felt such shame about that i thought about i'm poor and i've thought about doing that cleaning hiring a cleaner oh yeah no it's it's i will it would, you. yeah she is the best money i've ever spent Damn, she yeah. She has a better job than I do. It was $50 <laughs> for two hours to clean my Wait, whole place. are you fucking kidding me? $50 for two... Two hours. Can you... Can you... HFXcleaner at gmail.com. I... I... Like, because my whole thing is, is like, my fucking goddamn floors and walls. That's really all I want you to do. Anything else, yeah. like... Like, I don't, I don't know really if she does care. walls, but she did my floors. She Amazing. did a great job. She's my bathroom. 50 bucks? She's my bathrooms. Both bathrooms. I have two bathrooms. They're marble. Um, Fuck you. Did that just to annoy you. Uh, they, <laughs> she did my laundry yep. room. She did my office. She did my bedroom. She did the loft space beside the two bedroom. Hours she did for the living $50? room. Yeah. She did a great job. Now, she I used, would even think she used $100. my cleaning supplies. Okay. Fair. Which is fine. Um, I have to buy more and keep it, which is fine. Again, like, I don't care what her arrangement is she does a good job for what i want um she does a better job than i would ever do is it the perfect job in the world no nothing's perfect but it's way fucking better than i'm ever gonna do and you're not doing it and then your time is spent doing other things and you're going to come home to a clean apartment and that's gonna maybe help you be more productive because your place is clean yeah which means that i'm gonna get hopefully a greater amount of of economic earning out of those two hours whatever economy i am hoping to deal in whether it be time or money so fucking true. That's why, like, these, these like, food subscription boxes This are is basically so just huge. the economy of your life. Balancing time and money and until you die. 
and hopefully you have some good times in between um yeah it's hard and not destroy yourself and not do anything destructive and not damage anybody else which we're all doing a horrible job at all of that but and it's weird because and it's weird with side hustles too because i think people might agree like if you work and you say you have you have a podcast or you have a youtube channel or you have something that you're doing on the side we enjoy doing these things like this is fun right like i'm having fun right now yeah this is i love doing this but it's not the same as if i were to go get drunk with this a friend off, off my there's still a tiny percentage of effort yeah that would, 100%. That, would, that would not like i'm not saying that there is an effort in this or effort in friendship but there's more effort in this yeah because it is a constructed goal yeah i have to release this at some point yeah i have to make sure the track is okay like I need to, you might lose it, it and then I might you've lose lost it. your time. Yeah. And that is, <laughs> that is not good. That is a tragedy. That um, happened with us. I lost our episode and then I saved it. Yeah. And I got it back. And so like these things, there is a risk in everything that you do that is outside. There's a risk to everything. Fuck. There's a risk to everything you do. And, it's, and you're balancing that all to your enjoyment and you're hopefully not dying the next day. And it's, it's not easy. And I would, and I don't know if you agree with this, but. Anyone can start something, but, like, maintaining something is a whole other thing. Yeah. You know? Like, it's fucking hard. It's not for everybody. No. And, and some I, I people don't... just want to live that nine to five, come home, eat dinner, go to bed life. And that's actually what I'm looking to do um, once I finish my master's. Um, Good for I, you. I bowed out of a startup. Well, I asked for something that was – I asked for what my time is worth, not necessarily what they could provide testing if they actually needed me and if it was worth it right. for me and that is that's simply the economics of my life i had to this is what my time is worth to me at my current trading rate what do you have for me you cannot you don't need me to that level so you cannot provide that to me economically so i am going to stay with what i have right now because exactly. that is the trading arrangement that we have um and i plan to finish this master's degree and i plan to actually just have a job there you go. And like, f- go to the gym again and like, have go a to social coffee life. shops and see friends and dry hump and pet a cat and <laughs> call back to jokes that earlier. Um, <laughs> I hope to actually enjoy myself because I'll be at a place where I can just take a break. Good for you. Well, I hope everyone does it from time to time, whether it's making an ex, uh, backlog of content so you can take a week or whether it's getting to a place in your life where you're fine with putting things aside for a bit. That's, it all comes back to that. You just gotta fucking do that sometimes. Like, you gotta have some fun sometimes. And have some self-care. Um, one thing that, like, consuming media and, like, consuming shows and movies and, you know, a lot of people will say, like, I just binge-watched this season of... And I'm just like, why do you have time to do that? I, I, I find since actually creating my own content, I consume less content now. Yep. Because... I'm more focused on what I'm putting out rather than what other people are putting out. You have changed the way you spend. Yeah. In time. And so when people are like, you should watch this show. Why the fuck aren't you watching this show? And I'm just like, bitch, you know my life. Like, I don't got fucking time. If I have a night off, I'm going to watch the shows that I've been watching. Like, Big Brother. I watch that three times a week. People I treat myself to that. People want you, know? you to join their group. Yeah. They want you to join their community. They want to have a commonality with you. They aggressively pursue it sometimes. Um Yeah. It's just the way we are built, and and it can sometimes be uncomfortable if you're being invited into a community too aggressively. Um, it can sometimes be hurtful when they won't accept you into the community, because uh, sometimes they get clannish and protective. Um, pe- people are just weird social bastards. Um, bastard-coded bastards with bastard filling. 
Yeah. And, and, and they're think, marvelous, too. And I also think it's important on how you respond to stuff like that. Because we shouldn't be so, like, I'm busy. Like, just just leave me alone. Like, like, it shouldn't be that defensive. Because people sometimes don't get it. We well, don't no. know. We don't understand other people's lives. But just use negotiation tactics to get around with it. Just fog them. Fogging is a negotiation tactic and a uh, crowd control tactic when someone comes at you and says, like, oh, you really could have done a better job. You're like, you know what? You're probably right. I could have done a better job. But unfortunately, this is where we are. So, like, I know you're better than that. And, like, someone, like, just says that you're like, oh, yeah, you know, that could be true. Maybe it even is true. But, like, or it is true. Let's move forward and da da da. You can just acquiesce politely, but explain that the situation's not going to change. It makes them feel validated, but it also defeats them. And, Again, once you recognize how people act, you can manipulate them into things that you want them to do. It doesn't always work, but if you do I them find correctly, responding to stuff with "I'm doing my best" is a great way to respond. That's a great shutdown. That is a great shutdown. I'm I, doing my best. I actually do it a lot. Yeah. So if someone calls me out on something, um, in either professional or personal life, I just say, "I'm trying, doing my best." Sorry. I do. I do it all the time, and it's an interesting. They're then just like, What's oh, the most okay. awkward time you've ever said that? <laughs> I don't really know. I don't think there's, there has really been any. No, because I don't let people down all the time. But uh, I, I, I think it's mostly in work settings, to be honest. Yeah. More than anything. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> What do you think that like a dude was like mad? No, God, said, that'd be funny though. And then I said, "I'm doing my best." I'm doing my best. <laughs> As I'm drinking the <laughs> I think that we can yeah. probably wrap her up. Okay. So thanks so much, Mark, for coming on. Thank you for having me. Um, this was excellent. This was a really good. This was like a good sequel to the burnout episode. I think yeah, it was. Um, so thanks so much for that. And to everybody else listening, please vote for Intoxicated for the Coast Best of Halifax 2018 Reader's Choice Awards. I will obviously link below to where you can do that and follow Intoxicated on social media. Intoxicated podcast everywhere except Twitter where it is in underscore intoxicated because we don't have that handle because somebody else does. It's very, very weird. I know. Um, I would love that handle. But anyways, um, any final thoughts? Be careful how you spend in your economy. Be careful. That's very, very true. Mm-hmm. Um, list out what's valuable to you. Know what's valuable to you. Make sure you're trading it at the right rate. Because if you're not, then you're either undervaluing your money or you're undervaluing your time. And that's a stupid thing to do because then you're going to be pissed off later. It's just going to hurt you in the long run, people. So spend wisely. And watch who you spend on. Watch. Exactly. So thanks. So, oh, ow, my cat's biting me. Um, <laughs> Who's a little monster? So thanks so much, Mark. And you know the drill. Ring. That bell. You beat me to it. I know. I was in the middle of saying that and you... Usually the guy comes first. Ah, God, that's true for me. (laughs) That's just a compliment of how hot you are. Oh, God. Listen to Whiskey and Sex Talk. Oh, you're still here? Well, thanks so much for listening to the Intoxicated Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you find podcasts and vote for Intoxicated in the Best of Halifax Reader's Choice Awards in the News and Media category for Best Podcast. You can cast your vote at bestofhalifax.com. Thanks again for listening.